Tom Kakert is with HawkeyeReport.com, Iowa Insider. He is standing by in the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Want to get his thoughts on the Big Ten title game on Saturday night, Iowa and Michigan. Tom, welcome back. Well, thanks for having me on. Yeah, how about this Iowa team? Uh, 10-2, and two, uh, number 18 <laughs> yeah. in the country, one of the worst offenses in the country, uh, real solid on defense and special teams, an offensive coordinator, the son of the head coach, who will be gone at the end of this year. Through all that, they win the Big Ten West, survive in their 10-2 and two play in Michigan for the Big Ten title on Saturday night. Yeah, they're 18th in the country and average 18 points a game, and they're 10-2. <laughs> and, and I don't know that you would have – I mean, if somebody would have told me, you know, the, the fact that they got to be 10 and 2 this year doesn't surprise me. If you would have told me before the season, hey, they finished 10 and 2, I would have said, yep, okay. But if you would have told me that Cade McNamara, Eric Hall, Luke Lachey all missed basically three fourths of the season and Cooper DeGene misses the last few games, I would have told you there was probably no chance in the world that this team gets to the Big Ten title game. And yet, here they are. They've just perfected the art of winning close games. And uh, just, you know, it's I, I've, I've kind of termed them sometimes they're like watching one of the Walendas walk on a tightrope tight across between buildings. You, you think they're going to fall off, and, and, and then they make it to the other side, and you're celebrating a win. You know, they're a 10-2 team that easily could have been a 6-6 six and six team. And I'm not... Yeah. I'm not bagging on Ferentz or the Hawkeyes, Tommy. I, they they were that close to being a six and sixteen. Yeah, they are. I mean, you just look this last week against Nebraska. They in the last minute of a the game, they throw an interception. And Nebraska has the ball and the chance to win the game, uh, win a tie. You know, it's a tie game at the time, and Nebraska turns it over and with you know thirty seconds left, and Iowa ends up kicking a field goal from a guy that hadn't kicked a field goal all year and he kicks a game-winning field goal. I mean, it's just, it's crazy stuff. I mean, the the week before, Illinois, Caleb Johnson busts a 30-yard run in the fourth quarter to give them a 15-13 lead. It's, uh, the Northwestern game, it's 7-7 and uh, buck 50 left and Iowa's offense has to go 80 yards or to get a touchdown or, you know, 50 60 or, you know, 40, 50 yards to get it in field goal position. And they miraculously somehow hit a pass play for 30 plus yards to get in field goal position for a 53 yard game winning field goal. It's story after story after story like that this season. Yeah, even the Michigan State game, State looked like they were going to win that, yeah. you know, with 45 scholarship players. And Iowa found a way. So, and they do it and they find a way because their defense. And special teams yep. that you just alluded to, and Tom Kakert, HawkeyeReport.com, joining us talking about Michigan, Iowa, and the Big Ten Championship football game on Saturday night. So, with that defense, with the special teams that we just discussed on the Hawkeye side, when you look at this Michigan team, what what tells you that Iowa could hoist that trophy and be Big Ten champions? Or on the flip side, what tells you that? it's going to be tough for Iowa to beat Michigan. Oh, I think it's just going to be tough for Iowa to beat Michigan because, you know, here's the the other thing that's been kind of weird about this Iowa team. Last year, they were dining on turnovers. year before, dining on turnovers all the time, creating all kinds of turnovers and creating havoc. And 
and, and getting the ball and pick sixes and everything. They really haven't done a ton of that this year, and the sacks are down. So, uh, And the other thing is Michigan takes care of the football. They don't make mistakes. They don't give the ball away. So that just makes it, it – it's going to – for Iowa to win, it's going to take multiple turnovers, some short field situations. But I just think Michigan's probably just too talented. I think uh, getting Coach Harbaugh back this week is going to galvanize that team even more, and they're going to want to go out and, and play for him. So uh, I think I was in <laughs> going to be running into one this weekend. Uh, in a, uh, but you never know. You know, you got it's a, the old poker saying: you got a chip in a chair, you got a shot. We'll see what happens. Yeah, no pressure on Iowa. I mean, ten and two and uh, won yeah. the West in the Big Ten uh, championship game. With uh, you know, an ultimatum was given to Ference's son on where the offense needed to go. I I, I do yeah. wonder, in it, as this season finishes, even with the offensive struggles, that you're ten and two. You're an Iowa fan. You're an Iowa athletic department member. You're an Iowa Board of Region Trustees, whatever is their governing body. Uh, how can you go blame a coach because you're ten and two and you won the West and you're in the Big Ten championship game? Yeah, it is. Um, it's been a weird situation ever since that that uh, twenty five point uh, seven win document was crafted, and it's just it's been kind of just hanging over the program. And then during the bye week. Uh, interim athletic director Beth Getz uh, said that Brian would not be back. And, you know, one of the interesting side stories is since since that point, um, Brian Ferentz has declined to wear Iowa gear on the sidelines. He just wears a plain black hoodie and, uh, and you know, like this past weekend, wore like a Carhartt hat instead of a Iowa stocking cap. Uh, so it's, it's just uh, kind of a Cold War situation right now with, with everything, I think, and it's um, but it's going to be an interesting off season now. With you know, what does Kirk Ferentz do uh, with his offense coordinator and with his offense? And he's pretty much said, yeah, you know, whoever's changing the calling the plays might change, but what we do probably won't. Yeah, and his argument would be, we're ten and two, and we won the West, and we're yep. in the Big Ten championship game, win or lose, yep. we're the second best yep. team in the Big Ten, at least. At the end. So I'm not going to change what I'm doing. You drove out my son. You gave him an ultimatum, which is unheard of anywhere in college sports. Part of me, part of me was thinking when he got the game ball was for most Big Ten wins or something I saw on the Big Ten network. And yeah, right, right. Right on the win total. And I'm you're you're Kirk Ferentz and you just had this season. I, I get you're making a ton of money as the Iowa head football coach. But they're going to show your son the door. Do you just announce after that game you're done, right? Yeah, that's you know that's come up in conversation with various people wondering if that might happen. But you know, thus far, Kirk has kind of said, um, "I'm coming back." So um, he's operating as if he's coming back right now. Now, could he change his mind? Certainly. And it wouldn't be the first coach that just kind of—he's big at assessing himself and the program after the season is done. So he probably won't really—I mean, he'll formulate some thought probably December, but until after the—you know—assuming they're playing in a January one bowl here, that that's 
that's what they're going to do is just assess things at that point, and then he'll make his decision. Any other family members he could uh, put in as offensive coordinator just to <laughs> stick it to <laughs> Iowa I have, administration? I have, uh, I have, you know, he's got two sons uh, beyond, beyond Brian. Uh, James, who is, I think, still on the practice squad for the Patriots. He might be on the active roster now, but I joke that he and Stephen, his, his youngest son, who is coaching line, that he's going to hire uh, Stephen and uh and, and James as a co-offensive coordinator. That wouldn't surprise me. Uh, before I let you go, by the way, Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com, if you want to get a look inside Iowa as they prepare for Michigan in the Big Ten Championship football game on Saturday night. From your vantage point in Iowa City, from what you've seen from Michigan on TV, highlights, looking at games, getting ready, HawkeyeReport.com, whatever, what impresses you the most about this Michigan team compared to other Michigan teams you've seen? You know, what's impressed me the most, besides Blake Quorum, I love Blake Quorum. I think he is just a tremendous running back, just toughness uh, that that he has shown. Uh, I think he's dynamite. Uh, But the thing that's impressed me the most this year about Michigan has been the growth of J.J. McCarthy. I think he is, uh, he's elevated himself. I wondered last year if he was, you know, more hype than uh, than reality, but boy, he is watching him play this past weekend. Boy, he just exudes leadership, uh, throws, makes some throws that I mean, there was that sideline pass that he made on the run. Oh, you know, there's there's a small percentage of people on this planet that can make that throw and make it accurately. So um, he is uh, he's really shown me a lot. And I think that's maybe the biggest thing that I've seen from Michigan this year in terms of growth. What's your prediction on the game Saturday night? I threw out 28-6. to six. So um, I, I think it's going to be just a low-scoring, uh, right-around-the-number kind of game. How many times will Kirk Ferentz ask for the Statue of Liberty play? <laughs> I would think they're going to, you know, last time, two years ago, they had a, uh, they ran a uh, halfback pass to a fullback and it failed miserably. <laughs> surprise, surprise, right? Yeah, only, only Iowa would run a halfback pass to a fullback. Surprise, I'm surprised it wasn't an eligible tackle on the right they side. Tried one of those, they tried one of those earlier this year. You know, they have nothing to lose. Yeah, the one thing I'll say that, you know, the Michigan Nation is talking about, obviously, what they did to Ohio State, and they're talking, uh, you know, hey, can they go finally win a college football playoff game or win it all? How do they match up against Georgia? Who's going to be their first-round opponent? I'm like, you know, you still have a 10-2 and two team ranked number 18 that averages 18 points a game. That's why they put them at number 18. I thought that was a tribute to Coach Ferentz. Uh, well done there. Tom Kakert, HawkeyeReport.com. Uh, go jump on that, and you can take a look at the team Michigan's face on Saturday night for the Big Ten Championship. Tommy, always appreciate your time here on the huge show across Michigan. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much. All right, Tom Kakert. I, I love honest guys.